Hello, this is the Skinny and Strong Guy Talk Podcast and today I am going to go through a solo episode on what foods to eat. Okay, so I get this question a lot in my DMs and my PMs for email, um, when I'm at a party or when I bump into someone and they've maybe thought about training and they're kind of like at that sort of stage to change or like they see what I do but they and uh, they don't really know like how to go about it they want to get in better shape let's be honest here like everyone if I turn around and I say idea um you can have a better body everyone would take it but there's just so much information there's so much things out there we just never know what to start and this is literally like this is a massive like it's a big big question like what do I eat that, the reason why people like meal plans is because it gives them clear list of what you need to do now don't get me wrong like, I find I think a meal plan is brilliant at the start to a degree um has a pros and cons um it can give someone a bit of direction um a bit of experience like a bit of a personal experience for me was when I started training right I followed this guy I'm not going to say any names but he was an absolute balloon but um it was like homework routes and stuff and he put up loads of wee ideas and things like that. And I remember, like, I, I, I asked him a question. I was like, I shop in Tesco, but I don't know what to eat. And Tesco, if you don't know, is in Northern Ireland is, like, the main supermarket. If you can't go into a main supermarket and know what to eat, then there's something wrong. So this is, like, the main barrier that loads of people find. So I'm going to, like, cover in a lot of things, what you kind of need to consider, um... A lot of wee factors, a lot of wee ideas, um, so that, because there's only so much I can answer in one message, or there's only so much I can put into a post, but in one of these, like, solo podcasts, I can go into, like, 20, 30, 40 minutes or so, and answer your question in depth, um, and again, if I'm getting it quite a lot, I can, I, you can, you can re you can, I can send it to different people, you can re-listen to it, you can show your friend if they're wanting to, um, get in shape and stuff, but, right, what to eat so first off if we want to see a change in our body we need to see a change in our eating habits we are some of what we do on a day-to-day basis um like that if someone's woke up in shape that's because they've done the habits to get there if someone's woke up out of shape sorry but that's you've done shitty habits to get there no one wakes up exceptionally fat or no one wakes up exceptionally skinny or just like no one like well not skinny but no one wakes up exceptionally out of weight don't get me wrong there is people who there is like genetic differences where people will gain weight more than others and things like that but it is all down to our habits our choices the why and how we look um and things like that so what i recommend so see right this is going to be like it depends first right you can go absolutely balls to the walls um so you can but what I would recommend is sustainable choices. It depends how much you want this. Um, usually when someone's wanting to make a change, it takes some form of breaking down. So some form of like, right, I'm not happy about this area. Um, and it just depends on how drastic you're going to make the changes. With more with more extreme measures means more extreme results. But at the end of the day, like adherence is the main thing. So you want to have something that you can stick to long term. The best diet is one you can see yourself seeing to long term. But uh, on a flip side of that, again, I'm probably going to fuck with your heads. Um, one of the biggest factors that can keep you going, because it will require discipline at the start to make some changes and stuff of your habits. 
um, is seeing the results. So if you do go quite, if you do go quite all in at the start and start seeing results, that can keep you motivated. Um, for me, I've talked about it in the first episode. I actually didn't start like drastically. My first ever start of course, sort of like eating better and training better and looking after my health was um, simply lowering my sugars in my tea. Um, that was how I started. But yeah, so you could go drastic or you could uh, go small. That's kind of up to you. It's kind of down to how much like the breakdown or how much you want to improve. You want to improve. Um, so where do we start? Right. Oh, we all know that basically eating your greens, eating a little bit more protein and things like that are going to be beneficial. Now, what you kind of want to think about. So there's a, th- there's a phrase called single ingredient foods. So. A lot of our diet, we want to try to make up of single ingredient foods. So foods that are basically grown off the ground or an animal. So um, the things like your potatoes, your like sweet white potato, sweet potato, doesn't really matter. Differences, rices, um, meats, fish, eggs, nuts, um, fruit, vegetables, um, things like that. That's what we want to kind of make the bulk of our diet up. Now that might sound like... You see, when you actually like get that, you can make so many different variations of like chicken curries, chicken rices, um, like salmon, sea bass, like omelets. Like it's like that might sound small, but you can take this like so many different ways. And like you are gonna need to like open your horizons, especially as us guys. Like I remember um cooking like eggs really badly and cooking all sorts of things and burning stuff. But like you will need to explore um in terms of your cooking and it is like a a skill that needs to develop to make it like enjoyable but yeah so you want to make a lot of your diet up of single ingredient food groups so basically if the net the next thing i want to talk about as well is what matters a lot is your calorie intake so if for example out of your calories you want to aim for this ratio of 80% of your calories are from single ingredient foods and 20% are from not so single ingredient foods. That's like something that you want to strive towards. So basically, if you had 2000 calories, that 1600 of those calories were from good quality nutritious food sources, like for example, those foods that I said, um, and then 400 calories for from not so nutritious food. So like for example, your chocolate bar, your Reese's, your peanut butters, your, well, again, like peanut butter um, can be to a degree nutritious and things, but basically the foods that are quite processed. Now, is all processed food bad? Can you still get results while eating junk? Yes, you can actually. Like, like for example, what mainly matters is if, say, someone wants to drop body fat, uh, they need to have a calorie deficit. So basically less than, say, their maintenance, what they maintain weight on is 2,000 calories. They could drop weight on eating Mars bars all day if it was less than 2,000 calories. Now, is this optimal? No. Um, is this going to, like, is this going to deliver a physique? No, like the end of the day, we need to fill our body with quality nutrients so that it performs like things like blood sugar things like there's loads of complex systems within your body that will um, that will be affected as well. Like we need to take into consideration when we eat crappy food, this affects our digestion massively and our digestion. It's like known as our second brain. So this is why it's so important to eat quality foods. Not only that, like. When we eat quality foods, 
um, we feel much better, we function much better, our energy is much better, um, and things like that. So you kind of always want to strive towards it. And like, see at the start, it might seem a bit, uh, it might seem a bit rare, it might seem a bit hard, because like all these foods are clean foods, or all these foods are like healthy. And see when you start labeling it like that, it's, it, you almost look at it as like a chore. Um, and when you actually like start to enjoy it and start to try different foods and start to like take time and really care for like what you're putting into your body, you actually like really love it. And you actually start as well when you know that the results are coming, you start to actually really um, get addicted and you start to um, enjoy eating well. Um, now at the start, as I said, it does require a degree of discipline, but with anything, discipline becomes more freedom. So you will get in better, better results and stuff. So like off the top of my head, what would be like a breakfast option? So when you're first in your first shop, what would be sort of breakfast options? We could look at things like oats, oats and like some protein micro, like you can microwave that and put it like chocolate protein and stuff um, and add it into your oats. At every meal, you kind of want to have a protein source. You could have eggs, like bacon medallions. You could have like avocado and salmon you could have like you don't need to go extreme but you have like m like a mince and nuts I remember my first meal plan I got that and I was like whoa but like breakfast is like you can open it up to loads of different horizons you could have like for example like a bagel and eggs you could open it up to that now again having that degree of flexibility and not being so perfect like for example having bagels you all better like toast things like that will actually keep you adherent long term now calories do matter but we do also want to keep food quality high um other things like greek yogurt and berries might be a good idea and things like that so that's like some breakfast options just off the top of my head that you could maybe add in. Um, so again if you don't really like porridge you could add Weetabix you could add like things like honey you could add seeds um, and all things like that then the next thing like what would you be having for snacks so like uh, I used to make these thousand calorie protein bars and stuff but you don't need to be doing that but you could have some protein bars you could have again like snacks could be like I like to keep a snack at the end of the day um, like a chocolate bar for clients and stuff just something to look forward to again keeping them in that 20% keep them sane and um, you could have nuts you could have uh, like carrots and hummus you could have yogurt you could have like fiber one brownies are pretty low in calories um you could have like boiled eggs like you see all this stuff as well like it's becoming more and more uh like it's becoming more and more accessible like yes we are in a world where there is so much crap and more crap than ever but we're also in a world where food is so much more accessible and like all these shops are getting like healthier well getting healthier quote-unquote foods are getting um more nutritious or getting like sandwiches made with high protein and things like that again in like every sort of meal, you kind of want to base it off like a, a main sort of criteria that I try to tell like a lot of guys is the fundamentals is you want to have like some form of fruit or veg, you want to have some form of uh, protein and you want to have like a pint of water and you see if you get those free habits nailed, like you won't be going that, you won't be going far wrong. Um, so back to snacks, what other snacks could you have? Again, fruit, um, so like salad, like fruit salad, or you could have like berries and apples and banana, like banana and peanut butter, um, all things like that. They are there. That's just off the top of my head. What could you have for lunches? Like one, like one I really like uh, programming because pretty easy is uh, like 
tortilla wraps and chicken or tortilla wraps and like steak or turkey with peppers and like salsa and stuff a little bit like cheese you could have um like a salad you could have again what you want to think about is so when i like when i program me when i program like a nutrition plan and stuff i always try to program like a meal plan option so like for example like cooked like prep meals um that are like very very nutritious and filled with loads of like uh vegetables and stuff but then as well what i'll do is like a practical option so basically like a practical option for me when i'm super busy is just a microwave bag of rice a chicken breast some vegetables and maybe a bit of salsa like that's just easy quick uh, I cook the meal basic. I cook the chicken basically on a Sunday or a Wednesday. Fr- freeze and then defrost if I need to, but usually stays fresh. Um, and then basically add the chick, add the the microwaveable rice and the vegetables. Again, like vegetables when I'm when I'm looking at, I have always have like ready made vegetables. Um, or vegetables that don't really need to be cooked, and then sometimes have like cooked vegetables, and it just keeps things way way easier. So. Then the fourth option I usually give in a meal plan is basically an on-the-go option. So what you kind of want to think about is foods that you can prepare and cook when you've got time, foods that are basically like quick and convenient. So like another one I love is like avocado and smoked salmon and a bit of edge because basically that, 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 that takes no time. You just need to cut the avocado and put the smoked salmon like it's already cooked. Um, and then an option on the go. So when I'm in work, basically there's a Tesco's around the corner for me. And I have one meal that I always go in. I know it's 500 calories. I go in, grab it, get out. No decision fatigue. So basically by decision fatigue, I mean that I need to be making loads and loads of choices. So that would be my tips on that. Then again, dinner is pretty similar than lunch. So basically, but the only thing is like you might have like a potatoes. You might have like an actual hot cooked meal. And a lot of people in the like... Uh, in terms of like in Britain, like the average sort of now this is making just making statements, but the average sort of thing is breakfast will be something quite quick in a bowl usually, and then lunch will be something light, so like as I said, like a tortilla wrap or like a salad or something like that, and then dinner will be your big bulk meal. So again, like look at that in your calories. So say you have two thousand calories, a good way to sort of program that would be like four hundred calories for breakfast, because not many people are really hungry at breakfast usually. Then lunch, you would maybe like program like five, six hundred. Then at dinner would be like five, six, seven hundred calories. And then your break, your snacks would be like 20% usually. So like three, 300, 400. And just have that in between. Now, does it matter how many meals you eat? Not necessarily. It matters your calorie intake over the day. Doesn't matter if you eat four meals, five meals, two meals, things like that. Now, for like a muscle building point of view, I would try to eat every four to five hours um, just so that we can spike leucine, spike muscle protein synthesis. But again, these are minor details. doesn't really matter. As long as you're eating quality foods 80% of the time, 20% from not, not so nutritious, and you're monitoring your calories and staying in with line that, like that is, that, that is the be-all end. That is the be-all end. Now, is when you're trying to get in shape, do you need to eat all these like different foods, like different than you already are? Not necessarily to a degree. Like you still can have like your chicken kormas, your stews, things like that. But the thing is where people kind of go wrong is they don't really know how to like track this in their calories. They don't really know how to like implement this. So what you would do 
is basically you would put this into my fitness pal um, you would either do the ingredients singly if you're doing like a, like a dinner meal like your mum's cooking or your wife's cooking or uh, your partner or something like that um, do it like that if you don't know the ingredients say you're out for a meal or whatever like um, you would just do another option so say the meal isn't on my fitness pal you would do another option from a different restaurant or for like another one that I love doing is Tesco's Finest um and just using tesco's or whatever but tesco's finest if i'm out for a meal because they usually add on like loads of sauces and oils and stuff um and it's a wee bit more accurate if i was eating out i would always try to overestimate by 10 percent just to be sure because again the chef doesn't give a fuck if you want to be shredded the chef doesn't give a fuck if you want to be ripped he doesn't care about lean stuff but that's all that like that's that's where the if you add the tesco finest it'll be it'll always kind of overshoot and it's better overshoot than undershoot so that would be my note on that. Then again, I've already so I went for breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks. I went for a wee bit of meals out. Um, I've went that you don't need to eat super clean. Another thing I want I've wrote down here that I want to talk about is buzzwords. So one thing that I was kind of like thought of when I was like when I I find quite hard is like what is good is it like low fat is it low sugar is it raw food raw is it like whole food like because there's all these bars there's always like cereal bars there's all these different things and it does like they're conning you by marketing by using like gluten-free wheat-free all these buzzwords just to like oh this is good it doesn't matter unless you have like a di- uh, digestive intolerance that you can't uh absorb wheat gluten or dairy it doesn't really massively matter um as long as you're Again, eating good quality food sources a lot, um, 80% of the time, that, that's the be-all, end-all, unless you have, like, an intolerance. Um, if you're noticing, like, bloating, gas, things like that, um, then that's when you need to start, like, looking into things a wee bit deeper. Um, as well, like, low sugar, like, in general, you do want to kind of, like, limit your sugar intake to a degree. Like, you don't want to be having tons and tons of sugar. Um, now, it doesn't matter, like... You can like you can be quite specific and use this for your advantage and stuff in and around your workout and stuff. But in general, like things like sugary stuff, chocolate, sweets, you do want to limit, but you don't want to completely restrict um, uh, and take out of your diet completely because then it wouldn't be enjoyable. Then you wouldn't adhere to it. So like the first thing I say, if I turned around and I said to you, you're not having chocolate, it's kind of like saying, you, you would kind of start to think about it. It's like if I turn around and I says um think about a wheel all you're going to think about is a flipping wheel in your head if you're going to you're going to start to notice it and develop food focus so these buzzwords just be aware of um again like be they remember that all these foods are trying to sell you something um and like organic and stuff doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be better for you to a degree so that is sort of like my sort of take on what to eat it gives you i've gave you a few ideas I've gave you um, basically how to go about it. What you need to consider is your calories and uh, your your calories. Another thing I said about was protein. So protein's a macronutrient, protein, fats, and carbs. So start to learn a wee bit more about that. And then as well, think about that 80-20 rule. And uh, actually, again, with this, start tracking your food intake. The tracking will make you so much more aware of what you're eating, how much you're eating. And like, we can't, if we want to make, you can get in shape without tracking calories and stuff. You can lose body fat, you can gain muscle. But 
I always recommend for a short period of time that people do track their calories and do monitor things so that you can understand how much of calories is in certain foods. You can understand portion sizes, you can understand what you need, how much you need, you can understand like for example you can go into a shop and pick a meal without even really thinking. You can eyeball, you can go to the stage where you eyeball foods and then get the stage where you intuitively just uh, can eat. Now See all this like food choices, all this getting in shape, like it, it, it's a skill and it does take time. I don't always have it figured out. I sometimes bored eat, like eat out of boredom. I sometimes don't make the best choices, but it, it, it develops over time and all these habits, they get better over time. So this is again, like think of the bigger picture. And the last thing I want to actually wrote down here was, um, Again, when I started training, I used to think, right, all this healthier food or this all this food is going to be more expensive. In hindsight, yes, it is expensive on the forefront. But see, when you add up things like alcohol, pizzas, takeaway, um, when you add up the crappy food, it does actually... Um, it does actually sometimes work out cheaper. Like I have a client say I've actually saved them money. Um, and again, it is a man it is a matter of budget now. It is a matter as well. It's like how much does your health mean to you? Like to a degree, you can either treat your body well or pay for it later. Um, to a degree via um like frustration, health in terms of like going to the doctor and generally like you should value yourself that you will be able to pay a wee bit more now there is ways and hacks that you can like eat well and on a budget but you will need to be a wee bit more prepared you will need to maybe go to reduce style you will maybe need to like bulk cook and go and um go to like wholesales and things like that like when I was very young, I used to um, have a very, very tight budget, but I still managed to eat well. Um, if there's a way, there's a mean, then you can work around it. So I hope that gives you a better idea. I hope that gives you some ideas to think about. I hope you start to explore food. I hope you start to, like, you start to make... Like if you make one good choice a day, that's 365 good choices a year. And that is, those habits aren't going to go unnoticed. My favorite saying is hard work never goes unnoticed. And if you're making better choices in regards to your food, it will show down the line um, in your mood, in your health and in your physique. So if you have any more questions, if this helped, please message me. Just let me know what you got away from it. Let me know if there's anything I can help with. Let even send me a picture for accountability of a, food, a, a meal that you ate that you probably wouldn't have ate before or um, for the fact that you're just trying to eat better. Um, and I'll do anything I can to help you out. I'll provide more um, solo podcasts like these answering your questions the end of the day that guys this, this this platform is here to help you um it's here to help you get in better shape it's here to help you to kind of have that resource because i remember being that confused guy who just didn't understand what to do and how to do so that's why i try to give back um and help out everyone else so have a great day make really good food choices and again if you have any confusion let me know and I'll try and clear it up. Hope this helps. Thank you.